Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey everybody, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live as always, back together in New York City. It's Tuesday, December 26th, Boxing Day. Some people are putting away their gifts and cleaning up their house. Who cleaned up house over the weekend? I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. More answers than questions after those three games we saw yesterday, Peter? Or how did you think that Good went? Good morning, Baltimore. Hey! <laughs> they cleaned the house. They wiped the floor with the, rock, the 49ers. Woo! We sure did. That was something. <laughs> uh, three different games. Yep. Three maybe unexpected games yeah. the way they came. Mm-hmm. We can still be... Prone to surprise, but should we get right into it? Let's do it. So. What are we going to see, Kyle? We're going to go to the Bay Area. We have the two best teams. They are the one seeds, the Ravens, the 49ers. We've been looking forward to this one, guys. And this was a two-score walloping in which they intercepted the 49ers five times. Lamar was great. He was magical. Baltimore looks like the best team on the planet. A decisive win on the road, 12-3 and next to their name. Let's talk to Lamar Jackson being underdogs to the Niners and Brock Purdy. What happened last night? Um, I believe we, we, we play better under pressure. Uh, we keep our poise. Uh, we stay locked in. Um, no matter how the game may seem, no matter what, what the crowd noise is, uh, no matter how hard the defense hitting us, because, you know, the defense are flying around. You know, got to get credit when credit is due. Uh, but we just stay locked in. You know, I don't think nobody... Play like us. We just need to keep keep playing that way, you know, keep playing the Raven way. Trying to look at the big picture of what we're trying to do, what our team goals are. Um, but at the same time, man, I have to look myself in the mirror and, and ask myself why or how that happened and why I made those decisions. And so um, our team came ready to play. And, um, you know, for me to make some decisions like that, um, it pains me, you know, and it's not fair to these guys. So 
I have to realize that and understand that, and um, I have to get better for my team. All right, so where are we at with the playoffs? This is where we're at this morning. Ravens, the one seed. Dolphins, the two seed. They face each other mm. this weekend. If the Ravens win out, they are the one seed and get the bye. The Chiefs, we'll get to them in a bit, they fall to the three seed. They cannot get the one seed. So that scenario of backdoor mm-hmm. finding a way to host the Arrowhead Invitational for the sixth straight year, it will not happen. Jaguars are currently the four, and then you see your three wild cards. We'll get to these teams. Then you get the NFC. NFC is really interesting because you have three teams with 11-4 and four records at the top oh. there. <laughs> and we'll see how it all figures itself out over the final week uh, and two of the season. And then you got the Cowboys right now, right on the outside at 10 and 5. They play the Lions this weekend. Mm-hmm. So that can get interesting as to how the permutation works there. And of course, the Rams Lions matchup is set right now, but that can change over the final two weeks. The big conversation going into this game was two of great teams atop their respective conferences. The quarterbacks were very much in MVP conversations. We're going to get there, yeah. but an absolutely dominant performance defensively by the Baltimore Ravens. Say it again an absolutely dominating <laughs> performance by the Ravens defense. It's like you're growing up and there's a bully at the playground. And you go home and you tell your mom, there's this kid that's bullying me. And she says, well, you got to go back, you got to punch this kid in the nose. Because once you show that you'll fight back, they're not going to want any smoke. That was the Ravens' defense last night. They bullied the bullies. The San Francisco 49ers, they roll in. Obviously, we know the type of offense they have, the type of defense they have. They play hard-nosed football. They run the ball at you. They hit your quarterback. That was the Ravens last night. They got after Brock Purdy, running around, trying to make plays. We saw the interceptions. This Ravens defense, we've talked about Lamar Jackson and him finding, say, flowers and the weapons on the offensive side of the ball, MVP talks and all of those different things. It was the defense last night that showed, hey, we have a championship-level defense. We don't care if it's the 49ers or who it is that we play against. They talked about it all week long. Kyle Hamilton said it. We feel disrespected to be an underdog in this game. Same record. We're going into this game, and everybody is writing us off. Patrick Queen talked about it. We play a brand of football that no one wants to play. They want to be cute, play basketball, and just run around Mm -hmm. on the grass. They don't want what we're bringing, and that's what they did last night, a dominant performance by them. You look at this Ravens football team, and you're saying, my goodness, if they play like this with the Miami Dolphins next Mm -hmm. week, who can beat them in the NFL? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The the offense scored on seven straight possessions, too. (laughs) So you've got this defense that plays bully ball and just completely embarrassed the Shanahan mighty 49ers and Brock Purdy and McCaffrey and Debo. So many weapons. Their defense crushed them. They overwhelmed them. That that was the best performance I think any team has had in any game this season. We've Mm -hmm. seen blowouts. We've seen the Ravens blow out the Lions Mm -hmm. and Seahawks at home. But to go on the road on Monday night as six-point underdogs, I think they were, six-point underdogs, go in there and absolutely demolish them. I think that's a statement heard around the league. And now it's like, does the Lombardi go through Baltimore? That's how Mm -hmm. I feel this morning because – Offense scored seven straight times, obviously, as I said, but you had Purdy as the MVP favorite, and it was Purdy or McCaffrey. You choose, because they're both so good. Right. It could be co-winners. And then they might. <laughs> um, Purdy went from being the number one leader in the MVP. This morning I woke up and looked at one of these websites that says MVP odds. He's fifth. And he's behind Josh Allen and Tua because of what this Ravens defense did to him. He looked like a mere mortal. Um, so much so that at the end of this game, Darnold's in and they're talking on the sideline like, is that even injury related or are they better off with Darnold because Darnold actually moved the ball with this team. <laughs> I have I, I have a lot of great feelings about the Ravens right now. I have a lot of questions about the Niners right now. Yeah. Like, this poked a whole lot of holes in the Niners. 
Um, I thought this would be a good game. I thought the Ravens could win. I thought the Ravens would win. I really did. I thought that they were going to put all their eggs in this basket last night. I didn't know it would be this way. I didn't know we'd wake up this morning being like, the Ravens are the one team for sure. And are the Niners really that good? That's how I feel this morning. Mm-hmm. The Purdy thing's over. The, the MVP thing's over. Yeah. Yeah. If he throws nine touchdowns the next two games, it doesn't matter. It's over. You yeah. can't come up that small. And that, it was a really fun ride. He not win an MVP, guys. It's impossible. It's over. I, I just think the Niner, the, the Ravens' defense is unbelievable. And there, there's this play that happened in it, this Kyle Hamilton play. That I want to show you the angle of that we sh- that you saw on the broadcast last night. So he's going to rush and get taken out. That's He's on the ground being sat on. That's him. The flag there because he got shot blocked by McCaffrey. He gets up, gets back in the play, and makes the interception. Like, that's superstar stuff. It's good luck, Look sure. He's down with a lineman over. Yeah, this, this guy's butt on his back. He's I'm done. Just blow the whistle. Gets up, makes the play. It was that kind of night for Baltimore. The defense was so good. Uh, if you didn't watch, uh, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Roquan and Queen, they look like Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis, like ironically, that. from the 49ers. Like, they look like the same person. They look both, they're both terrifying. McCaffrey had some plays, and McCaffrey did his thing, but they were all over him for most of the game. And I, I just think this game boiled down to, like, the Ravens had the superstar quarterback and the Niners don't. Mm. Brock Purdy's got a great future. Great. We've celebrated him. Like, that was a weight class thing where he was like, I, I'm not the superstar. That is a superstar quarterback. I'm a good player, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a game manager. I'm not any of that stuff. But, like, that, that was nothing. I cannot believe Brock Purdy came up that short. I think Jason was all over it. Some of the picks were deflected or blah, blah, blah. The first one was terrible. Yep. I mean, really bad. Opening drive of the game. And Aikman was all over. He's just late. It, this it, was third and long. This is, and that's the longest run he had of the year. 31 In the biggest game of the year. Um, if you're going to come down, let's say these teams do meet again in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like, we know this. That is not going to be Purdy beating Lamar. It's not going to happen. And I hate to just jump on Brock Purdy. He's a good story and a good kid. And we've loved him. It was, gl- it was glaring watching this game. Like, if you sit with someone on Christmas who doesn't watch football, and they watch, like, Lamar and Purdy, like, different stratosphere, different everything. The Ravens had a star quarterback. The Niners do not, and that's why they won by two touchdowns. It wasn't even close. So it sounds so matter-of-factly that Brock Purdy essentially, unfortunately, self-eliminated himself from the MVP conversation Done. yesterday. We can talk about the reasons why Lamar may have solidified it, despite it just being a 250-yard passing game for him and throwing a couple rushing yards. But let's review... One of, I think, probably a top three holiday gift we all got from over the weekend as a show, we received uh, the Baltimore Ravens Lions spike. Yes. Peter uh, brought this to our attention mid to late season, and the Ravens are so generous. They sent us our own Lions spike. The Lions spike is essentially their game ball, is it not, Peter? It is. It's for the player that puts the other team away. A mm. Lions spike. It's very violent. So I sent a text to find out who got it last night, but the Ravens, I'm sure, are still sleeping. They're flying back. It was late night on the West Coast. So who would you give your Ravens Lions spike Great to question. this morning if you had to, Jason? Oh, 100% Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton, okay. You just showed the play. That that personifies what the line spike is all about, so it has to be Kyle See, it's I, interesting, though. If it's, a, is it a, it's a little different than game ball. Game ball is like, who's our best player? Closer. closer. This thing so is sharp. Like The closer on this thing was Jadavian Clowney. He was mm. all over the place, and at the end of the game, he's the one who's lying all over Purdy and saying, hey, sorry, buddy. Like I felt like Clowney and Matabuke were in that backfield the entire game. Yeah. I give it to those guys. Clowney against Trent Williams was awesome to watch. That's See, I would give it to Marcus Williams. Marcus yeah. Williams had the pick yeah, at the end play. of the game, up two touchdowns, and that was the de facto. <laughs> yes. That they, so this is great. 
And if they go on to win this thing, they go on a long run, we got to do a lot of Lions by conversations <laughs> yes. and edit out because we have our own. Because this one is engraved GMFB yeah. NFL Network closers. I would give my Lions bike to just Mike McDonald, the D coordinator. Yeah. I mean, he had the plan from the get go. Sometimes you can close something so early and so convincingly that you knew what you were doing mm-hmm. from the jump. Mike McDonald obviously did something all of last week on the plane ride over when they arrived at the team hotel in the Bay Area. Yeah. The fact that he knew what was up with this 49ers offense, that defensive effort was so convincing. And Jason, sometimes that is exactly what you need to see from a team that is going to find themselves playing in Las Vegas in February. Is Offense has been great. It's been steady. But it's the defensive presence that is ever so important. No doubt about Proud it. And this. just the way they played <laughs> together. The D-line, you've just mentioned it. Clowney, mm. Van Noy had a sag matter. Those guys are all over the quarterback. And then the secondary took advantage yes. of Rush and coverage go together. And they showed that. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, would you sign up right now for that, play- that Super Bowl matchup? If we're like, here, here's the paper. Sign it. Do you want to rematch that, or do you feel like it was kind of one-sided and let's mix it up and let's see how the playoffs go out? Mm. Who's your better option in the NFC, I guess, at this point? I mean, listen, I, I like the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, I uh-huh. like yeah. Philly got, finally got a win. Yeah. We'll see. Like, we don't, I don't think any of us look at San Francisco like he did 24 hours ago. I agree. Omnipotent, best team in the league. It was a rough night. Really a rough night. Mm-hmm. So I, I, let's, let's see a couple weeks. I'm not saying that. Winners of five straight right now. All right. But don't uh, lose to Miami, though. Nope. Come on From up. our GMFB Lions spike out to Tom Pelissero. Are you so proud of this as a show? It's really cool. Just love having really it. Cool. Um, Tom Pelissero, good morning to you. Uh, saw Brock Purdy leave the game last night. We saw in the fourth quarter. Uh, what's up with him this morning? You're scaring me a little bit with how you're holding that lion spike, Jamie. Don't don't put it here. <laughs> like, no, 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 not Why that. Not? Please. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's let's talk about Brock Purdy, the 49ers quarterback who left Monday night's game after suffering a stinger for a second consecutive week. Now, Coach Kyle Shanahan said that Purdy could have come back in that game. He just didn't want to expose him given the score. They were down three touchdowns. Trent Williams was out of the game. Shanahan said he does expect Purdy to bounce back next week and be ready to face the Commanders. On the other side of that, you talked about Raven safety Kyle Hamilton, who had a couple of interceptions. He also suffered an injury to his left knee and did not return to that game. Now, Hamilton's been managing a sprained MCL in that same knee. Coach John Harbaugh said as of now he is optimistic that it's not too bad, but again, given the circumstances, given the amount of pain that it looked like Hamilton was in and the fact that he had a pre-existing injury, this will be one to monitor through the course of this week as they get ready to face the Dolphins. Meanwhile, for Miami, they also have an injury question with their wide receiver, Jalen Waddell, who suffered what Coach Mike McDaniel said is a high ankle sprain in Saturday's Sunday's game against Dallas. Now, Waddell has dealt with a lot of different injuries through the course of this season. McDaniel noted high ankle sprains can be tricky, but also said that recent history with Waddell gives him some optimism one of his top receivers will not be out for too long. Raiders win this one 20 to 14 in a division game and they eliminate them from being able to get that number one seed in the AFC. What can you do after a loss like that? Here's what Patrick Mahomes had to say after the game. I mean, all you can do is just just move on to the next next day, the next game. Um, we're going to be playing a Cincinnati team that, I mean, obviously wants to beat us. Um, they're playing good football. Um, their quarterback's playing really good. Their defense has always, always played good with their defense coordinator. And so um, all you can do is just move on, learn from your mistakes, get better. Um, and, uh, I mean, I still believe that we can we can go do what we want to do. It's just uh, how can we correct it as quickly as possible. We're at two games left um, that are guaranteed. Um, and then you, you, you talk about the playoffs. And so all you can do is move on to that next day, that next day get better. Better then and try to be better the next time we hit, we step on the field. 
You heard Mahomes. They play the Bengals this weekend, a Bengals team that's playing for their season. Yep. And it is not a win that you could just put in pen, not after the way they played yesterday. The Chiefs no longer can get the one seed. They are at the three seed right now. Now, in their advantage here, they have beaten the Jaguars head-to-head earlier this year. They did lose to the Bills, though, and right now that's who they would be playing if the playoffs were tomorrow. Very interesting times in the AFC. It's time for Beneath the Surface, presented by Microsoft Surface. Kansas City struggles continued against the Raiders on Christmas Day. This is a sad one. I barely even want to show it to you because they've now lost three of their last four games. Specifically, let's just zoom in on, like, that is how the Chiefs are feeling right now. Mahomes looking up at this ball, the game, the whatever. It got away from the Chiefs yesterday. Mm. Peter, can you pinpoint their that's the image right there. What exactly went wrong for the Chiefs? Is that the yesterday? image you want? Or do you want Kelsey trying to slam his yeah, helmet? Well, you know. Or do you want Andy Reid bumping Kelsey? Yeah. Or do you want to see Taylor Swift up there just horrifying? Consoling um, Brittany Mahomes. Yeah. I, they are, the, the Chiefs look sloppy. They mm. don't look crisp. And the sloppiness isn't just like the weird plays on offense, like this stuff here, where it's just off the entire game and drops and you know, they're trying to get cute and there's fumbles. Harrison Butker missed two field goals in this game. He doesn't do that. Mm. Um, do you wonder how bad this was? Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback <laughs> for the Raiders. Do this. do this, Peter. He went 9 of 11 for 62 yards in the first quarter, which is fine. Mm-hmm. From really the good. second quarter to the fourth quarter, he went 0 for 10. They didn't complete a pass. <laughs> and the Raiders still beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. This yeah. stuff is weird. It's eerie. And then when you're like, all right, the Chiefs will do their Chiefs thing and they'll find a way. They get the touchdown to Watson. Zamir White takes them and rips their hearts out and guts them with these runs when everyone knows, sell out for the run. What are we doing? This thing, they're not going to throw the ball. They can't throw the ball. They haven't thrown the ball since, since we opened the gifts three hours ago. Mm-hmm. And yet Zamir White goes for two long runs to just bleed out the clock. And like just it was merciless. This, this thing here, it's like, all right, just go down, game over? Zamir White turned into Bo Jackson. On the yeah, question mark. Um, I said last week, like, with all my arrogance that I usually have sure. in this chair, sure. and all my I know and everyone else, like, a- look what's going to happen. The Ravens <laughs> are going to either beat the Niners and lose to the Dolphins, or the Dolphins are going to beat the Cowboys yeah. and lose to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Those teams are going to gut each other. And then in the back door, like a like a thief in the night, the, the, the Chiefs are going to steal that one seed because they're going to win out the final three. They can't get the one seed. The Chiefs have to go on the road now. And is anyone scared of the Chiefs right now? I picked them to win the Super Bowl. I like to think that I I stick by my – I came with the man that – I danced with the man that I came with, you know, and that's (laughs) been the Chiefs. Uh, It's hard for me to envision this version of the Chiefs suddenly snapping out of it and hoisting a Lombardi. And yet, the way the season's going this year, anything is possible. This does not feel like the Chiefs of last year or the last four. I like that. They tried to play Grinch, get in there and steal the number one seed. Door was shut. Not Mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But as you watch them, all right, they're a team. They're going to be in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to lose the next two games and somebody else went – how do the Chiefs go about winning at this point? You watched that game yesterday, and you saw the frustration from the offensive side of the ball. Mahomes yelling at linemen, Kelsey slamming his helmet. They're going to try to score the end before half. Mahomes is talking about the play. We've never seen the offense or Mahomes like this throughout the era. We're watching first-time things happening. 14 interceptions already this season. The loss is at home. The record, he's never had a record like this in a regular season. But we also watched him. All right, Mahomes throws a pick six. They have a trick play backed up in their own territory. 
Do you look at this Chiefs team now and say, you know what, the strength of this team is the defense. How do we play to win football games opposed to the high-powered offense, the trick plays, the different things that we've seen from them in seasons past? Is it now protect the football? Because we're talking about, like you said, Shregs, the way the Raiders ran the ball in the fourth quarter. Defense wore down. They shut down the Raiders. They weren't able to do anything. The Raiders' defense scored two touchdowns to be able to win this football game. So for the Chiefs on offense, you have to start to look at it. Of course, you have a Patrick Mahomes who ran around for his life yesterday in that game trying to make plays. It wasn't there. But at least if they protect the football, they give themselves a chance to win. It's almost like philosophical. Something has to flip for the Chiefs because mm-hmm. the way they've done it in the past, they don't have the weapons and the dogs around to be able to do that. I'm saying when you see Kelsey spiking the helmet, it's nice to see him in the highlight package. At least he can make it one way. Yeah. Where is Kelsey? Does anyone has anyone seen Travis Kelsey? He has one touchdown in the last eight games. Mm-hmm. He has a hundred one one hundred yard game in the last nine games. Romo's on the call being like, you know, I think Mahomes is just to use his legs. What? He's the greatest tight end ever live. And stop with this thing about there's no one around him. They're covering. Listen. I saw them in the Super Bowl put up 38 points against a great Eagles team and Juju Smith-Schuster's out there making catches. Don't tell me it's all changed now because Tyreek's gone. There's guys out there. Kelsey is a ghost. He is not there. This Chiefs team, guys, it's December 26th. They just lost to a team that decided not to pass. And it wasn't exactly like the greatest running team of all time. It's this like okay Raiders team and they did it at home. They don't have it, the Chiefs. They don't have it. Sure, they can get it back, maybe, but we're waiting and we're waiting. And we, you, you watch the game, and you're like, well, Mahomes will just Mahomes a few things and he'll Mahomes their way out of it. He's not. He's not Mahomes in anything. He's throwing interceptions. He's having a fumble, a scoop and score on a, some stupid little trick play. Those trick plays that used to be the darling of the league, and you would find out, oh, they ran it in the 1963 Rose Bowl. It's amazing. Now they're doing dumb stuff. And then on the next play, it's almost like Mahomes is like, well, I got to make up for that, so let me just throw a rifle out to the sideline. Pick six, gone. They don't have it. And I just want to put out an all-points bulletin. If anyone has seen Travis Kelsey, there's all kinds of jokes and nonsense about his personal life. That's stupid meme stuff. I'm talking about the football. He's not playing great football. He's not rescuing them. He's not saving them. He's not producing. You're Kelsey. Score. Get open. Help them. He's missing. He's completely missing. Great player. Maybe the greatest of all time. I haven't seen him in months. And it'd be nice if he showed up. No, it's a a fair take. And, you know, a lot of fantasy owners yesterday are like, all right, well, Kelsey will save that. He didn't do anything for anyone in the the, the playoffs. I get it. You look at the the team from last year, the team from this year, and you mentioned Juju obviously was a part of that team. The offensive linemen have moved on. Is it time to have an Eric Bieniemy conversation? Sure, you know, mm. and, and and the the rap on Bieniemy on the way out was like he was tough on most players, and maybe he wasn't their best friend. Um, maybe that's what this team needed. Andy's the nice guy. Nagy's the nice guy. Mm. We all love Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Do they need a nice mm-hmm. butt kicking? And maybe that's what Bieniemy brought to the team. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying Eric's offense is lighting it up in Washington by any means, but you're just trying to think about what's different from this team to last year mm-hmm. and. That was the offensive coordinator, whether he was calling the plays, drawing up the plays, whatever it was, mm-hmm. he certainly had a voice. And I'm starting to wonder, maybe it's the enemy that's missing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be curious to see what happens in Washington with that whole staff, essentially, in the offseason. Mm-hmm. If the enemy is mm-hmm. available to the Chiefs once again, potentially, then do they go back to him? Because Could you imagine in he January? had tough love in September, mm-hmm. the report was, and then, I know. 
Can you imagine if they all blow out the Washington staff and then Andy calls the enemy in the playoffs and like come, come make a run? Oh my god! We've seen we look. We've seen the Chiefs, you know, struggle before and they lose. Doesn't this feel different? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Nine and yeah. six is different. Yeah. Losing at home to the Raiders, a team that you have ownership of, with a quarterback yeah. who's not passing, this is different. And I know those Chiefs fans are really passionate and everything. They got to be sitting at home being like, yeah. And to your point, all right, you lose Tyreek Hill, you win the Super Bowl last yep. year. Kelsey's now a whole year older, and now you're putting more on his plate to yeah. be able to carry this offense. Yeah. And to your point, he's missing. It's, it's, they haven't been able to do anything. Right. Hey, guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> We wake up this morning after that 49ers loss, and the NFC gets really interesting. 11-4, Eagles are 11-4, and 
The Lions in the three seed are 11 four. Now the Eagles play the Cardinals and the Giants to end their season. The Niners still have to face the Rams. Uh, are we so sure the Niners are gonna be the number one seed in the bye? And after watching Philadelphia, are we so sure they beat the Eagles and the, mm. the Giants and the Cardinals? I don't know. Uh, NFC's wide open this year, guys. Yep. So the Eagles, they had that win, as Peter mentioned, against the Giants. They'll play the Giants again in two weeks with the Cardinals squeezed in between. And somehow we're still saying this about the Eagles. They won, but it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Take away from Philly's Christmas Day win, Peter. Mm. I don't feel great. <laughs> I don't feel great. I, I look at that Philly team. I cannot wake up this morning and say, okay. Everything's right. They were on this terrible losing streak, and they gave up a lot of bad plays to that Giants team. Tyron Taylor hits Darius Slayton at the end of that game to put it into contention again. Yeah. You're like, that cannot happen. That cannot happen. Hurts made a boneheaded play in the first half to end the half, and then they got bailed out by another penalty. I, Philly does not look like a Super Bowl contender right mm. now. And, you know, it's one of those deals. You look at the record, and we just said it. They're going to likely beat the Cardinals. They're likely going to beat the Giants, and they might still have home field in the bye. Mm. But as we talked about the Chiefs earlier today, this ain't the Eagles of last year. And maybe that's, maybe that's okay. Maybe it's good enough in the NFC, which is so wide open. But if they get in the first round, if they're hosting the Seahawks, I'd probably still pick the Eagles. But if they're hosting the Rams, mm. yes. mm-hmm. I'm probably taking the Rams over the Eagles if I'm having to pick that game. What do you think, Jay? I look at them, and uh, the one thing I say is they got a victory. And to your point, they haven't looked great. There haven't been a lot of things going on. But when you're on a losing streak like they were on, and you can't find a way to get a victory, when the Seattle Seahawks, when they come down the field and score a last-minute uh, score to end that game for them, and then you can't respond, and you go out there against the Giants, yes, it's a lesser team, but you walk away with a victory. You think about parents on Christmas. You're struggling to make yeah. ends meet financially, all those things. You wake up, and Santa delivered. He got something there. Sure. You walk away, you wipe your forehead, you're like, we made it happen another year. We got something for the kids and for the Eagles. That's how I looked at it yesterday. Yes, it wasn't great. The Giants came back to go from De- from DeVito to Tyrod Taylor, and then they're still making plays to keep themselves in that game. But you walk away from Philly, you're like, all right, we're 11-4. and 49ers just lost. Mm. Cowboys are still right there. Hell, who knows what happens these last two weeks? We may end up at the number one seed. So for them, you wake up and yes, you've said there's so many things to correct and figure out, but at the same time, we're still alive. We still feel yeah. great about this team because of the work they put in earlier in the season when we were saying somehow the team just wins. finds a way to win. Stack wins. That allows you right now to, yeah, you're still figuring some things out, but they're going to be in a dance and going to be able to see That's what they That's a do. very thoughtful, prudent response to the game. Every Eagles fan I know is furious. Yeah. It's just it crestfallen. I thought Daryl Johnston had a really good call in this game because he was forced to talk a lot about storylines and not X's and O's. Mm. And at one point when the game was still hanging in the balance a little bit, Moose Johnston said, the Eagles could win this game and be booed as they leave the field. Mm. And that's kind of the sentiment. Like, yeah, we won, but so what? Jalen Hurts, we're trying to put our finger on it. The play that Peter alluded to early on was like a high school play where, this isn't it, but it's at the end of the first half where they had no timeouts and he decided to come back inbounds instead of running out and then they were bailed out by a strange penalty. There's something about him where he looks like a piece of technology that has some sort of virus. It just isn't running smoothly. Mm. Like you need to upgrade it or debug it or something. He's still super cool and still super talented, but it just doesn't look right. It's not running right. And I would say that extends to the whole team. I mean, they were this close by getting like Tyrod DeVitoed in their own house and they won. And I guess like they are sitting there in the standings. I don't know anybody who's an Eagles fan in my life, on our staff or on social media who was like, all right. 
We got to win. Right. All right, we're fine. They're always, they're always like, we suck. And they just, they don't pass the eye test right, right now. I don't care what their record is. They just don't look great. And we'll see. Now, to err on the Jason side of optimism, this could just be a product of, like, this is a hell of a long season. And the Eagles have just been in it in December. December must feel like six months to them at this point. The losses were ugly. The win wasn't that pretty. Jason, it could be a dangerous team, maybe, if you want to spin it this way, that if they retain the one seed, they have two weeks off. They get to watch everyone else play, and maybe they can get something right. Well, the playoffs is all about matchups. So no matter what danger or anything of that nature, you get matched up against the right team, and you're able to get a victory in a divisional and a wild card. You move on to the next round. It's all about game planning within one given week to win a game. That's the beauty about the mm-hmm. NFL. It's not a series. You don't always have to be the best team mm-hmm. moving forward. You just got to be better on that Saturday or Sunday in the playoffs. So for the Eagles' standpoint, to you, yes, if we get the first, we get that first overall thing. And now we have a bye week, and now yeah. we get a little bit healthier. We go over some things. We're game. Now it allows you that. So uh, to your point, Kyle, yes. Like, you're watching that game. You're seeing Jalen Hurts. You're seeing them defensively. Matt Patricia takes over. Mm-hmm. You're still giving up points to Tyrod Taylor and the whole nine. You're like, what is going on? But at the same time, you're still alive. Mm-hmm. Jason, how bad is that Slayton touchdown, though? You're up two scores, and it's fourth quarter, and you're letting Tyrod Taylor throw an mm-hmm. 80-yard bomb to Slayton, and now you got to come yeah. back out there. Yeah. As an offense, and be like, all right, we got to keep it going. Yeah. Like that's if, bone, if, that's soul crushing. If you're expecting the defense to come up, it's not like when you switch to a different defensive coordinator in week 15. Talk about like, stick a fork in them. Yeah. Like they're done. And Matt Patricia is a guy who's run a completely different defense in New England and Detroit. So he cannot come in and just fix this because this isn't his stuff. He doesn't have the tools necessary to say, all right, guys, we're going to go to this mm-hmm. because he wasn't installing it in August. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, bro. All right, we're back on Good Morning Football. Let's talk about some DBs from Week 16 and throughout the season because we're always talking about the top fives, the guys going out there, striping people down, putting the seatbelt on, being able to rock the belt. Mm. So let's get to it. Let's look, take a look back at Week 15, some of the guys that donned the top of this very list that we titled the belt. Charverius Ward, Sneed, Winfield, Hamilton, and Julian Love who balled out on primetime against the Eagles. Let's see who stays on the list, who moves off it, who was making plays. To start this thing off, we got to go with a guy that's just entering the list. He's kind of making himself a household name as of late. That is Ifatu Melafonwu. <laughs> yes, go. say it again. Ifatu Melafonwu, also known as Iffy, as my guy Shregs oh, talked yeah. about him yesterday after the Lions got the victory. This guy, look at this so far. A lot of these have happened in the last three weeks. He started starting for Tracy Walker. He's coming on the blitz up top and takes Nick Mullins down. Afatu Melifanwu, second generation, his older brother, Obi Melifanwu, played in the NFL as well. This guy was a third-round draft pick in 2021. As a corner out of Syracuse, they've tried to find ways to get him on the field. As of late, he has just been destructive. We watched him against the Broncos on that primetime game, making play after play. Sacks, interceptions. He ended this game yesterday. Afatu Melifanwu is absolutely balling. Love this kid. Everything he's doing out there on the field. Look like Night Train Lane out there uh-huh. for the Detroit Lions the last two weeks, making those plays. Afatu Melifanwu. I just like saying this. Yes. All right, from him at number five, we're going to a guy, Martin Emerson of the Cleveland Browns. I know he has some penalties yesterday, but this guy is representative of this secondary and what they've done all season long. They have a trio of cornerbacks and himself, Denzel Ward, and Greg Newsom, who have been balling. He had two interceptions against the Jags, and he had just missed this list, list, list about two weeks ago. He's out there, pass breakups, making plays. He's a long guy on the outside. He's not afraid to get up in your face and press you as well. This was a defense that didn't give up a single point until midway through the fourth quarter when they took all of their guys out of the game. He's not giving up a TD this season at all. Love watching this Cleveland Brown team, specifically those three corners on the outside, including Martin Emerson Jr. You saw their general manager, Andrew Barry. He was up in the stands in his game like, yeah, I drafted that guy. I brought him in. Absolutely balling. Emerson Jr. over there. That was our number four guy from this past week. All right, let's get to number three. A guy who will be in all pro this season. And I said it before, 
This was the free agent signing mm. of the season to combat when we talked about him versus Gardner Minshew. Who was the guy? Well, they played against each other this past week, and you see it. Pick six, six interceptions tied for second. That's how you do When a team signs you and all the fans are like, my goodness, he is worth every single penny. That is a good feeling. Late in the fourth quarter, Minshew putting it up there, baseline, uh-uh. I got this. He was asked what has been so different about this season because he comes over from the Bengals and he's playing out of his mind. He became a father, had a son. Put things in perspective. Jesse Bates is out there making play (laughs) after play week in and week out. This is the second week. We had Julian Love a week ago, became a dad, had a son. Now we're talking about Jesse Bates in the offseason becoming a daddy, used the packet, and he is making (laughs) plays out there. From this All-Pro this year, we're going to the next All-Pro at number Two. Yes, I'm saying it. These two guys are going to be your all-pro safety. Sure. Antoine Winfield Jr., another guy week after week. We just talked about Jesse Bates getting signed in free agency, getting a huge contract. That will be Antoine Winfield Jr. after this season because he'll be a free agent. Whether he stays with the Buccaneers or he goes somewhere else, he will be paid. He had an interception. He had a sack. And he had a fumble recovery in this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All over the field, making plays all day long. I love this guy because he's like that old school safety. He'll take the ball away, but he'll also come up and hit you and make those plays when necessary for this team. The Buccaneers are absolutely rolling right now going into the playoffs. All right, those two were your all-pro safeties. We're getting to the next guy. He's just going to be defensive back on the all-pro list. Bring him up there from last night. The baby face killer. Here we go. Kyle Hamilton. This guy is incredible. And last night, everybody got to see what he has been doing all season long. Interceptions, getting after the quarterback, doing everything this defense needs. Went down with a knee injury, hoping that he's going to be okay. Because when he's out there on the field, you can see the difference from them. And I said it, a coming out party, slammed into the ground. Kyle talked about it, got up and still came away with this interception. Long, rangy type of guy, but just plays with unbelievable effort and an unbelievable attitude. Said it before, he will rip your face off on that football field. The young defensive back out there for the Baltimore Ravens, among so many players out there, he stands out and he has been balling. This is the top five list right there. Hamilton leading it off. Emerson Jr. representing those cornerbacks out there in Cleveland. And my guy coming in the list for the first time, Ifatu Melafonwu, absolutely balling right there. Top five list. Guys, what do you think? The Hamilton play is my favorite play of the weekend. Jay, as a DB, can you remember ever being just that out of a play? Like maybe you're under the sideline or something, and somehow it comes back around and you make a play on it. It's so unusual. There was a play in the Super Bowl where I was the opposite and never sure. should have got there, just ran my butt off and was able to make a play, and kind of memorable. If I that's the brand If I just play. had to try to think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's if you the don't one make play. that play, Jared Goff's a Ram right now. That's unbelievable. Oh, my God. I'm glad you said long and rangy guy because Kyle Hamilton looks like when he hits the ball wide, receiver. Yes. It's his build is ridiculous for the position that he's playing. No doubt about it. Long, tall, free safety. But what's impressive is that he does everything for him. He'll play in the slot and defend against receivers and man-to-man. So he does it all. Unbelievable. Hamilton coming out of college at Notre Dame was a superstar. Yep. He was a top five pick throughout the thing. And then he ran his 40 and everyone was like, yeah. and he falls to the mid-teens, to the Ravens. Could not end up in a better defense. Mike <laughs> McDonald's been using him perfectly. And Kudos to him. The 40 time. Not everything that matters (laughs) when it comes to football.
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.